Good morning, Walruses. Hope you've had a great week gone by. As you know, we're now heading into the autumn. Now, I hope you spent the summer getting ready for this final push to make 2019 the best year you've ever had. Remember, I warned you before the summer not to be sleeping in, not to be letting the tide roll out in your ambition during July and August, as so many people do. And then they're way behind the competition when the animals like me or the walruses of this world who may have had a nice sort of fortnight's holiday on Walrus Island, but spent the rest of the summer laying plans to maximise the opportunity, the opportunities that will come this autumn. So how did you do? How did you plan? Did you plan well over the summer? And are you pushing forward with those plans now as we head into the autumn? Now be honest with yourself. Tell me. Tell me the fucking truth for once. Don't waste the summer. Did you waste the summer wearing flip-flops and a Panama hat and your shades on, dreaming of retirement as you, as you sip the pina colada and thinking about one day maybe you'll be able to take the whole summer off? Or did you recharge on holiday for two weeks and spend the other six weeks actually planning for the autumn just like I did? Or did you yap all summer about Brexit like so many others did? Now, don't get me wrong, Brexit is an existential threat, particularly here in Northern Ireland, but we've got to get ourselves prepared for the opportunities that the carnage uh, that will be caused by Brexit or may be caused by Brexit will throw up. Anyhow, this is episode 116 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, your host, Gavin Wall, former barrister and serial entrepreneur and now venture capitalist based here in bustling Belfast. And I really, really do hope that you've spent the summer planning for the autumn, like I suggested before we went off on sort of our summer holidays. But anyway, even if you didn't, I don't want, even if you didn't spend, even if you wasted your summer, even if it was, you didn't do any planning for the autumn, it's still never too late. Be a stopper, but not a quitter, as the old great Bram Buffini um, uh, business mentor in the States would say. Be a stopper, not a quitter. Today is the day that you can start and we're going to talk about a few things in this episode that might get you motivated to actually get your autumn into shape. Now, I'm just going to let you into a little secret that I have. Well, it's not a secret, but it's something that you probably won't know. We have a little family ritual in our house and it's one that I'm always grateful for at the end of every busy week when we sit down on a Friday night for our family Friday night movie. I'm sure we're not the only family up and down the country that sits down for a family Friday night movie. Now, we do this every week and it's a great way for me in particular to cap off every week with some family time as often um, the time with family is limited during the week as, for instance, I'm sure many of you are uh, the same as me. I'm way off to work every morning before anybody else in the house even gets up. So Friday night is something that I really look forward to. To, to relax with the family. Now, we chill out with popcorn and treats and maybe a Kentucky Fried Chicken, albeit, uh, for any of you who don't know, I'm now actually vegan for the last few months. Uh, so those children of mine may actually end up in the orphanage soon if they continue eating Friday night, or eat, not eating Friday night, eating Kentucky on a Friday night in front of me as they know that that was my favourite. Uh, and they do like to wind me up a little bit, dipping their chips into the KFC gravy, that old... <sighs> 
I don't know if you're like me. I love love the Kentucky Fried Chicken gravy. Um, and if there's anything that's going to break my veganism, it'll probably be them eating the Kentucky Fried Chicken. So anyway, uh, back to the Friday night movie. Now, there's a lot of pressure on me on a Friday night to pick the right movie. And that, as I say, that responsibility usually falls on me as, you know what, the kids like giving me pelters if I pick a dud. Well, on Friday night past... I picked a movie that actually had a theme that I wanted to develop a little in this episode. And it's one I've talked about before on, on other occasions. Um, and there's a wee bit of gratitude in here, but there's also bits about um, the silos that society likes to put us in. And I'm going to develop a few themes around silos that we get put into by society and use this movie as a metaphor for how we break out of them. Now, I'm still convinced that many of you don't get the gratitude piece that's really big in this movie and the gratitude I'm talking about, about having a Friday night movie. And, and do you know why I know that you don't have enough gratitude? Because I hear so much moaning on my daily travels that the people can't really be happy with their lot. Uh, which in my world means I do some. If I'm not happy with my lot, I do something about it. But in the world of the people I'm hearing yapping, they're doing fuck all about it. So... I say start getting some appreciation for the things that you've got, for the people that you have, for the blessings that are in front of you, or shut the fuck up and go and change them, folks. Anyway, back to this movie, and you're probably wondering, what is the movie he's going to be talking about? He's talked a bit about gratitude, he's talked a bit about silos, and it's all a wee bit mysterious. It sounds like it might have been a good movie in this particular night. Well, this movie is, it was a wee one, a bit left field for me, actually, if I'm honest. And the movie was called The Blind Side. The Blind Side. Now, I don't know if you've heard of it, um, uh, but if you haven't, maybe go and check it out. It's certainly worth, worth a watch. Now, Sandra Bullock is the best known actress or actor in the movie. And I think, I actually think she may have won an Oscar for Best Actress, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but, in, fa- in fact, for me, She's actually the hero of this movie. Sandra Bullock's character is actually the hero of this movie. And her character is called Leanne Tui. Leanne Tui. Uh, and it's actually a true story, folks. And Leanne, I think the the the, um, uh, the hero of the movie is meant to be a guy called Michael Oher. So Michael Oher, he's a sort of a destitute uh, young black man uh, at the age of 17 years of age. Um, he's totally destitute. No home, no family, nothing. Living out of a plastic bag sleeping in sports halls as he tries to go to school. And Leanne Tui, she ultimately bumps, meets him and then ultimately adopts him. And Big Mike, Mike Orr, Big Mike, as he was called, because he's an absolute giant in the movie, he's probably meant to be the hero, but for me, Leanne Tui is. Now, ultimately, um, Big Mike, Michael Orr, becomes a top-ranked college American footballer and is drafted in the first round by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but his life, before he was taken in by Leanne Tui, was absolutely horrific. He was a son of a drug-addicted mother who's lost or more likely given up for fostering, um, uh, given Big Mike up for fostering in the state care system. And he was one of about a dozen children. That's what they estimated anyway. They estimated he was one of a dozen children. Now, just think about that for a minute. I just said that they estimated about a dozen children. How does that even compute with most of our life experiences? Absolutely horrific. This is third world stuff in a so-called advanced developed country. He was one of about a dozen children they reckoned 
or estimated. And whilst in state care, he would run from institution to institution. He didn't even know who his father was. Didn't even know who his father was. And here many of us are, are yapping away day after day about our broadband speeds not hitting 100 meg or whatever it's called. And why are we not getting 5G yet? Why hasn't 5G arrived in Belfast or some other irrelevant shite? Pull yourself together, man. Those are first world problems you're yapping about. Get a grip of yourself. He didn't even know who his dad was, nor most of the other 11 estimated siblings that he had. And the movie was full of his coping mechanisms he had to deploy to deal with all of the harrowing stuff that he had in his life. Anyway, there was actually a part of the movie that I wanted to pick up on. Uh, By the way, there were tears all round in our house uh, for this movie and certainly the movie was one of our favourites as a family that we've had for a long time and as I say, I thoroughly recommend that you watch it. Uh, But I wanted to also pick up on a theme I felt was a very strong one in the movie and it hit me hard and it chimed with some of the things I've been talking about over all of the episodes in the Speed Mentor podcast and it was round vested interests. And the weight that vested interests bring to keep us in line, force us back into our silos in life, to prevent us from trying to make a difference to our own lives and to the lives of those around us and maybe those less fortunate than us. Now in the movie, uh, Leanne Tui and her husband own a number of Taco Bell stores and they're well off living in the southern states of America. Now they have the white privilege going on uh, when the virtually destitute 17-year-old Mike Orr, or Big Mike, comes along into their lives as they stumble across him one night and, and they realise that he has no home to go to. And Tui really does play the good Samaritan, giving a total stranger shelter for the night, which then leads on to a second night and then a third night and then ultimately a long way down the line, adoption. And I suppose I could have done an episode on the Good Samaritan aspect of the story, and maybe I will one day, but for today, there's that separate part that I wish to concentrate on, and it's the opposing the opposing forces that Tui faced in her life, and which she had to ignore to be able to change this young man's life and enable him to become the successful person that he had inside himself, which was ultimately to lead to becoming an NFL American football player. So, He had someone successful. He had a wonderful person inside him, but nobody had been able to see it up until Leanne Tui met him. Now, on on the one hand, but she had opposing forces. This wasn't easy for her. It wasn't just a question of adopting somebody and all of this stuff happening. No, she had, on the one hand, she had her friends who very much reminded me, actually, they very much reminded me, do you remember the Prigs? Do you remember the Prigs I talked about in the episode uh, Anchors and Wankers, the sequel? Um, Well, Her friends had the white privilege and warned her about the danger to her daughter by having this coloured boy in her house and that it wasn't a dumb thing in polite and white society to be carrying on the way she was and harbouring this black man. Now there was a lot of peer pressure from her prig friends to cease and desist both on race and class grounds. This was according to the film in any event and it certainly struck home uh, true to me when I was watching the movie. And a really interesting line from one of her so-called friends that was, which was that Michael Orr or Big Mike, as I've said he was known, was so lucky. Her friends said to her, Mike, Big Mike was so lucky because of the impact that Leanne Tui was having on his life. 
But it's a real jaw-dropping moment in the movie when she replies to that friend who said that Big Mike was so lucky. She replied that in reality, it was the other way round and that Big Mike was the blessing on her and her family. She said Big Mike touched her family in the most beautiful way. She really, you can see it in the movie, she really, I'm getting goosebumps actually just thinking about it, folks. She really had really high EQ, really high emotional intelligence to perceive the growth she had received from Big Mike and her experiences with him rather than just focus on the benefit that she was given to another person. Now, it's true, as I always say, that the more you give to the world, the more it gives back to you. And you will see that if your eyes are open. Now, unfortunately, too few of us have our eyes open in this life. But I'm hoping that this story, and if you watch the movie, will help you open your eyes. And on the other side of the equation, I said there were um, conflicting forces or opposing forces um, against TUI. TUI had the suspicion of the NCCA, which is an acronym for the National Collegiate Athletic Association, who were suspicious that TUI may have adopted Big Mike and forced him to go to their alma mater, Ole Miss, or to give it its full name, its full title, uh, the University of Mississippi, in some kind of suppression of the choice that a young black man might otherwise have made had he been free to choose a a university for himself because a young black man was unlikely to have chosen the University of Mississippi or so it's implied in this movie. But Orr says in the movie, and it's the cliffhanger, so if if you want to avoid a full-scale, well, this is a full-scale spoiler alert. If you don't want the movie to be spoiled, turn this off now and go and watch the movie. If you don't want it spoiled, and then come back to this episode... He says when questioned by the NCCA that Mississippi is where his family went. The Tui family went and that's where he wants to go to. Just where his family went. And it's a really moving part and it's a cliffhanger in the movie. The movie actually opens with that scene but you don't see what actually happens and then it sort of finishes almost with that scene. So there you had the different uh, forces aligned against Leanne Tui. The prigs in her life on one hand, her entitled white friends, um, and on the other hand, the suspicious, the suspicions um, of those who um, were in the NCCA who thought she'd taken advantage of a destitute young boy that she'd really saved. So the prigs on one life and the suspicions of the NCCA on the other and she had charted a course somewhere down the middle of the two, having to fend off them both, and both of them sus- um, being suspicious of her. So if you're out there in the world today, and you feel opposing forces aligned against you, and you feel you're under pressure to cave into one side or the other, then it's probably a sign that you're doing something caring, or innovative, or that breaks the very tight silo that society doesn't want you to break out of. Be the change you want to see in the world. Don't let the prejudices or the suspicions of others hold you back. Share your love and your compassion and your passion with others just like Leanne Tui did and also Big Mike shared with her and her family in return to create an even more beautiful life for them all. Now, if you've seen the movie, why don't you hit me up on my social on LinkedIn or Insta or Twitter or Facebook and let me know what you think Or if you like this episode, why don't you leave me a review just like the five-star review I received from Connor um, who gave me the following review, which reads, Very interesting listening, Gavin. Look forward to the next one.
That's it. That's, that's all he said. You see, you don't have to write me a novel. If you're a lazy bastard and you want to give me a review, but you feel under pressure to write me a novel because of some of these great reviews I get, I get in, just be like Connor. Just write me one sentence. Just a few words. That little bit of praise keeps me fueled and ready to keep providing you with this free resource. So it's over to you. Sit in your silo all your miserable fucking life or start pushing against the walls with the help of this fucking wall. Your choice.